Almost every morning. If you've been listening to Daily Fuel, you're aware of this. This is not new information to you, so welcome to not new information. But I have uh, I have a trainer of ours uh, who is a lead trainer for me inside of one of our companies called Big Money Stylish. We train several thousand artists, hairstylists around the country, the U.S., Canada. And um, she's been a lead trainer with us for the last two and a half years. She's amazing. But um, once a week, she meets in a meeting with me. She meets with our teams, et cetera. But she meets with me in a walk-in talk. Now, that means that uh, every day, Monday through Friday, one of my teacher or one of my team members, one of my executives and our trainers shows up um, Monday through Friday at my home at 5.15 a.m. And they walk with me four miles. And it takes us anywhere between 50... 55 minutes to an hour and five minutes depending on the course that we take and just depending on who's walking with me, depending on how they're feeling that day, etc. So <clears throat> Coach Ani, we have uh, we have always taken her, we had a Coach Ani course, which was a flat course. It was faster, but it was flat. There was no big hills. And then I have this big boy course, right, which I created that has a whole bunch of elevation change uh, that moves up and down and up and down. And then it has this one final like heartbreak hill just like the Boston Marathon, and um, I've never taken her on it. So this morning we go for a walk and talk, and we're talking about the business. And we're making some decisions about uh, we're making some decisions about things. And I said, "Hey, you know what? I'm going to take you on the big girls, our big boys, big boys course today." You know, you're and she's tiny. She's like five. I don't know, like five one, weighs like ninety five pounds. Like she's tiny and little legs. And I take guys that are big, like big guys, 6'2", 6'4", walking with me, and we take the big course, and sometimes guys wear weight vests, and it's it's like a bear, it's an intense deal, right? There's some good elevation. Last, like, hill is probably 800 meters straight up, half a mile straight up. It's, like, fucking great. Uh, so I looked at her, and I said, listen, we're going to go big boy course, and she's like, okay. Well, she came right out of the gate walking, like, fast. Like, I was impressed. Not, not faster than I could handle, but it was like she was hauling. She was hauling for anybody's leg length. It didn't matter if you were long, long legs, short legs, nonetheless, she hauled. Well, we get done with our walk today, and she hits the entire four miles in the big boy course at 58 minutes and 21 seconds. Now, one of my lead trainers inside of one of my other programs came walking with me yesterday and did it in an hour and four minutes. So 64 minutes, she did it in 58 minutes. She actually broke the record of all individuals I've ever taken on the walk course. I've done that course in 54 minutes. Again, you can't run, it's all walking. She broke the record on the course, and yet she's the smallest one that we took out. And the principle for the day is simply this, never underestimate the little guy, or in this case, the little gal. Never underestimate the little gal. Now, here's the deal. Inside a business, people tend to recruit based upon accolades, right? So look to hire somebody based upon the big shit they've done and the things they've been up to and the, the, the results that they've gotten, which is fantastic. But here's what I have found that's been interesting in business is that some of my most successful team members long term have been the little guy that nobody gave any chance to. Nobody gave any chance to them. Right. If you look at if you look at the situation we typically cheer for too in sports is we we tend to cheer for the underdog. Like we have a society that is driven to support people, the little guy. And here I was like downplaying the little girl 
to walk the course and yet she smashed the shit out of the course. I looked at my wife for years and downplayed the power that she had as a businesswoman. I don't know why I did this, but I did. Only to find out the woman has like intense skills and it runs two companies that do multiple seven figures a year and do well over a million dollars in profit. And she, she fucking kills it. And yet I underestimated her for years, right? I've underestimated Ani on the walk course. And yet what I found is that I stay as I stay open to the possibility of who people can be in their greatest strength, it's created another game for me, which is just holding a higher standard and expecting people to rise. So today I knew one of two things. I knew that Ani was either going to walk the course and blow up and die, or I knew she was going to walk the course and she was going to dominate. And we got to see domination. I'm super proud of her. And I also love that she gets to now talk shit to all the guys and everybody that she built who is in the Warrior team. Uh, so my friends, that's all I got for you. A couple questions here. If you are currently listening to this, where in your world and across body being balanced business, do you currently find yourself underestimating your ability to do something? And then the second piece in this, inside your warm-up and weapon, is to write down what could you do today to start giving yourself a chance to break the record in that area. My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire. Parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the Warrior Book, well, guess what? Although this next Daily Fuel is going to be powerful, it won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So, with or without the book, here we go. And welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. Okay, my friends, so uh, yes, you just heard the parable of small-legged, small little lady, Anion Rivera, lead trainer for Big Money Stylist, who broke the course record with the walk and talk four miles in the big boys course. Now, since the time that I actually recorded that, uh, I actually broke it myself by a minute and a half. No running, just walking. But of course, I got long legs, which means that's not really saying much. Our principle today is underestimation will ex- underestimating others will expose you. Underestimating others will expose you. Now, I adjusted a little bit from what the original parable one was because I just needed it to be a little more, a little more poignant for you, right? And the underestimation game that went on with Ani is the same underestimation that goes on with me and you and all of us, but we're going to take that principle of underestimation and we're actually going to move into the code inside the warrior book, chapter six, real, the facts. Now we set the course for this and I freestyled the last episode with you as I was driving, heading to our event. Um, and today I'm back in, back in my home office, uh, here in the man cave, got the book here in front of me. So we're going to dive into it again. The principle is underestimation or underestimating others will expose you. We're going to read our first quote by John Adams, second president of the United States here, chapter six, real, the facts, page 76. Facts are stubborn things and whatever may be our wishes, our inclinations or the dictates of our passions, they cannot alter the state of the facts and evidence. Notice this little key phrase here. Whatever may be our wishes, our inclinations or the dictates of our passions, they cannot alter the state of facts and evidence. Now I'm going to give you that, I'm going to give you an interesting example of this. So uh, we were sitting at an event 
uh, one of my events here just in the past couple of days since I'm on time I'm recording this. And uh, there was a situation that came up with one of our students or one of our guys, and uh, I blasted him. Um, by blasting him, meaning as a trainer, I went after him in front of everybody, and we had a conversation, and we talked about his boredom, and we talked about the stuff that was going on for him, and I called him out on some stuff. And one of the things that I called him out on was a particular item that I, he told me was available, but it was not available. At least according to my knowledge, it was not available, and it was not available in the place that I was referencing. But as I'm blasting him, there were several other men in the room um, of the 50 men there who actually knew something that I didn't know. Didn't know. Now, I was passionate about it. I was certain about it. I was like, no way you were going to bust my frame on this. He was completely and utterly in the position he was in. I was pinning him against the wall, not literally, but just verbally having this conversation. It was very passionate, very intense. And then a man walked up to me and showed me something on his cell phone. And what he showed me on his cell phone was the evidence of the thing that the guy who I was talking to had told me was there, but I was telling him he was out of his fucking mind. That brings us a statement... No matter what our wishes, our inclinations, or dictates of our passions, it cannot alter the state of facts and evidence. Like I was staring right at the evidence in front of me, right? I was underestimating my under, I was overestimating my knowledge of what was, and I was underestimating the truth that this man had, right? This man, Kylie, had truth that I didn't, I was unwilling to see because I was so passionate about what I, I was saying was true. No, 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 here's what it is, and here's what it is, and here's what it is. In my underestimation, I was exposed. Now, inside that exposure, I got to deal with this from a very different, you know, a very different place than maybe I would have dealt with it in the past. And this is the hardest piece inside of being exposed at any time, like at any level, is when you and I get exposed inside of that exposure, we begin to feel all kinds of different things. This is a challenge of being real. Right here, as we sit in chapter six and we look at the facts, this is the hardest, hardest thing about the facts is that the facts expose you. And underestimating, underestimating how much, how much your lies and how much your stories and how much your sedation on top of those facts and truth are actually destroying you is causing it to be worse. Like you and I, we sit in this situation every single day, you and I with a decision. The decision is really simple. Okay, cool. Are we going to live in reality here. We're going to live in the facts. I don't live there hundred percent of the time. And even I come to find that the facts that I think of the facts today, if I begin to study and search them deeper, I start to find out shit that those aren't actually even the facts anymore. Like things have changed and shifted and become something different. But the piece here in John Adams quote, second president of the United States of America, like it's just, it's profound. Listen, it's, facts are stubborn things. Facts are stubborn things. And whatever may be our wishes, our inclinations or the dictates of our passions, they cannot alter the state of facts and evidence. So what ends up happening when we talk about this real conversation, what we're really saying is, is that we're trying to expose ourselves. Like, and when I look at the principle of the day that underestimating, okay, never underestimate the little legs of a little Puerto Rican woman, right, really comes out in our principle that underestimation of others will expose you. But the other I'm going to actually reference here for today is going to be you. So you've underestimated yourself. You've underestimated how much you lie. You've underestimated how much you tell stories. You've underestimated how much your life has been wrapped up in plastic and filters. Seriously. Now, in the last episode yesterday, I talked to you about this. I talked to you about how we don't actually say what it is that we're thinking or feeling. And for a lot of most men, most men we live in a game of the, the law and the sin of omission, 
or the error of omission, the lie of omission, which is we just don't say stuff. We just pretend like everything's okay. And this goes on for me too. Like constantly at war with myself to deal with this idea of being real. Now, I'm going to take this into this and we're going to actually jump into page 81. And we're going to look at page, we're going to start in verse 32. And it says the following. So let's say you're willing to look at the facts and peel back the band-aid. What do you do with these facts once you've acquired them and are able to take them out? With the war map, your journal, and deal with the infection. 33, write down the facts from within the core four. Here's where I am really at today. Here are the facts about my body. Here are the facts about my past behaviors. Here's how I've abused it. Here's what I've done. Here are the drugs I've taken. Here's the way I've eaten. Here's the fitness I've done or not done. 34, trust me, at either extreme, you can beat the shit out of yourself where you don't do enough or end up doing too much. And you're being in balance. Here are the facts of my spirituality. Here's how I feel about my relationship with God. Here's, I don't know if I believe what my parents believe. I don't know if I feel these things that they say they feel. I don't know. Or I do know, but I'm scared to say that might cause conflict inside the social agreements of my relationships. So here's where I really am. Here are the facts about my spiritual purpose. Here are the facts about my religious experience. Here are the facts about my relationship with God. Verse 35, here are the facts. I'm going to write them down. This is how I've shown up or how I've not shown up. They're not good or bad. They're not right or wrong. They're not right or wicked. They're just simply the facts, and I'm going to stop omitting the facts of my life. I'm going to look at the numbers. These are the words my CFO gives me constantly. Look at the numbers and live, my friend. Look at the numbers and live. So we sit in this place where we underestimate the impact We underestimate the impact of not seeing the truth, not seeing the facts, right? And then the the piece that I really want you to see here is look at this. Like the the, one of the big weapons that we use inside this area when dealing with the code, particularly this stage, is what we call the fact maps. And you may or may not have access to it. If you're inside of our membership sites, inside of our membership game, then you'll have access to it. But if if you're not in there, then you're just going to have to kind of get an audible version of this and ultimately, hopefully, you'll be able to get access to those down the road. But there's an entire book series called The Facts Will Set You Free, which the entire model and the tools are used to assist and guide you to get to a place of what is actually true. To get to a place of what we call the facts. Okay, now this interesting thing starts to happen when we start to strip things back down to the facts, right? Is we start to see the truth of numbers. Now take the conversation to business, right? It's very easy as a business owner to look at things from a place of fiction, Right, you, you don't you don't have your numbers. If you don't track, like, take for example, you don't track your. If you don't have clean books inside your business, you don't have great bookkeeping. You don't track your. You don't have clean P and Ls. You don't have clean balance sheets. You don't know your money in and out. You don't have a clean personal budget. Like you have no idea. Like there's no tracking going on at all. It's very easy in that place to create and live in a game of fiction because you don't even have access to the facts. You don't even have access to the possibility. You don't even have access to anything that would give you remotely any chance of seeing truth. So in that place, you live in this foundation of fiction, which is unreal. It's, it's the opposite of being in the baseline of the code of be real. It's literally the opposite. It's not the facts. It's fiction. It's not real. It's unreal. Now, here comes the real big kick in the dick over this. You ready? Here's where the big kick in the dick comes. If you live in a place of fiction about reality, then when you say that you are going to create something bigger, When you tell me that you're committed to producing something more, this weird thing happens. You know what it is? 
This weird, insane thing happens. And it's called this. It's called you create a game of fantasy. So you'll tell me you're going to do something in business, but you don't even know where you are right now. You don't know what your numbers are right now. So any number that you give me, you say you're going to go chase down. You don't even know. Like you're making that shit up. It could be possible, could not be possible, but nonetheless, it lives in the land of fiction because it was its foundation, or lives in the land of fantasy because its foundation is fiction. Now, reverse this and put yourself in a foundation of the facts. What you have is a future. When you have a baseline of the facts, no matter how ugly they are, and every day and every week and every month, you're committed to finding out deeper and deeper levels of what the facts are. Like there's a passion for it. There's a passion to search for what is true, no matter how hard it is. And some days we're not able to get there. Some days you and I, we won't get there. We're just not strong enough that day. We don't have enough energy that day. Conditions are not favorable for us. And we've just not chosen it. We're like, fuck it. I'm not choosing it. I'm choosing to live in fiction today. I just don't give a shit. Right? We get to this place where we're living in this place. We're saying, okay, I'm in fiction. I'm in fiction. I'm in fiction. And we choose. We literally choose not to play in the game of truth. And then that day, it's like, okay. But if you do this for long periods of time, you're completely and utterly fucked. Right? Because it stacks on itself. So if I'm stacking this month living in a game of fiction, right? In my marriage, I'm not telling the truth about what's going on for me in my marriage. I'm doing this inside my business. I'm not telling the truth about what's going on in my numbers. I'm not measuring my numbers. I'm not tracking anything. I'm I'm living the furthest thing from the facts. Again, I'm in fiction. If this is the case, then this compounds on itself. Just like compound interest when it comes to savings. Right? You, you compound the fiction of today onto the fiction of tomorrow, onto the fiction of the next day, onto the fiction of the next day, onto the fiction of the next day, onto the fiction of the next day. And if you continue to build fiction upon 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 fiction, do you understand you actually start to create a filtered life that has zero reality in it? Now, the crazier part is inside that box, you're going to create a whole bunch of fucking stories. And these stories are going to actually justify the box that you've created, this box made of filtered fiction. And then, and then the consequences of the filter fiction begin to cast in. You think you're fine, and all of a sudden your wife shows up with divorce papers. You think you're fine, but your kids don't want to hang out with you ever. You think you're fine, and all of a sudden your, your, your CPA comes in and tells you, your CFO and says, hey, we're bankrupt. You think you're fine, and then your doctor says, hey, congratulations, diabetes. Right, It typically takes some kind of trauma or drama inside of that place to kick us so fucking hard in the face that we wake up to the fact of what is, what is real. But if we don't, if that doesn't happen, if we don't become committed to that, if that is not an angle that we're willing to take, we underestimate the economic cost. We underestimate the emotional cost of living in fiction. We underestimate it. And we definitely underestimate the compound effect of it, right? So the same thing goes like if you look at weight, right? Somebody puts on five pounds a year. It's not a big deal, right? That first year, five pounds up, not a big deal. Second year, 10 pounds up, not a big deal. Third year, 15 pounds up. You know, you're starting to notice it, but it's not a big deal. You know, it's happening slowly and subtly. People don't notice. Year four, 20 pounds. Year five, 25 pounds. Year 10, 50 pounds. Year 20, 100 pounds overweight. You're 25, 125, you're obese. And you're sitting there like, well, I, you know, it wasn't a big deal. 
I thought when I first started with too many donuts, not enough workouts, and it wasn't a big deal in the beginning. Yet 25 years later, completely and utterly fucked. But see, we are so short-sighted in the way we see life that we don't tend to see the consequence until we get kicked straight in the face. So as I wrap up today's Daily Fuel, I'm going to tell you right now, you've got to get your hands on this weapon, this tool called the Fact Map, and the facts will set you free. If you don't, you need to get on it. Right? One of the ways that you can access this inside of our game is the email support at wakeupwarrior.com and pick it up like you need it. If you've already got access to it, great. But getting access to this weapon is going to allow you to stop underestimating the power of the truth in your life. See, and this is why it's a foundation. As we sit here in this chapter, this foundational game of the code is what makes the entire game work. And out of the code come the two tools, the fact map, the facts will set you free, and attack with the stack. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.